Pastor Michael, day 12. We're going to do some yay, nay, or nuance for our patrons after this. But Pastor Michael, we're going to discuss, at least briefly, two blog articles on the top theology stories of 2023. One from the Gospel Coalition and one from a Telegram channel I've started following recently called the Evangelical Dark Web. And if you wanted the people who are ready to come at all of the big evil leaders, it would be the people at the (laughs) website, the Theological Dark Web. Now, uh, and so it'll be interesting to see how these top stories compare. Um, And so we will look at these. I am still drinking liquid death. Um, I didn't have time to get a new beverage. Um, But I'm sure that's not a trend. Which is just water. And so if you weren't here for the last episode, it's just water, I guess. Right from the Alps. That's all you need to know. (laughs) Which if if liquid death does not, you know, give you a picture of beautiful, flowing, clear streams coming down from the Alps, I don't know what would. (laughs) Maybe maybe this can would. (laughs) All right. Doesn't that make you think of the Swiss? So, Pastor Michael, let's look at Colin Hansen's rundown <laughs> of the top stories from 2023. We've talked about a number of these. And so, yeah, be, I'm intrigued to see how many of these we actually covered already. All right. Southern Baptist Convention disfellowships Saddleback Church over female pastors. Indeed, Pastor Michael, that, of course, was a major story uh, when one Rick Warren, the trainer of a million pastors, <laughs> The launcher of a thousand churches, was, more, money more, probably, probably more. Who was given? Who, who posthumously gave Charles Spurgeon an MDiv? Who personally <laughs> trained the great yeah. Charles Spurgeon? <laughs> who, who asked to never be given honorific degrees? Who uh, himself changed the world with his Daniel diet? Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, not even him. But his successors uh, <laughs> adopted female elders and were disfellowshipped. Uh, so, obviously, apparently, this is going to continue to be a problem because Baptists who agree on nearly every theological point disagree about how confession should function in the convention united around mission. I think you would want your missions to be done by people who agree to obey the very clear obvious teachings of scripture everybody that's that's just how it's got to be all right number nine this is an interestingly framed one pro-life movement regroups after electoral setbacks um in the sixth month of 2023 the first year after dobbs overturned um righteous life-affirming laws do indeed change behavior but during this fall elections, abortion advocates prevailed in Ohio, um, defeated pro-life candidates in Kentucky and across Virginia. The next phase of the pro-life movement will need to prioritize persuasion so every unborn child will be treated as a as bearing the image of God. Pastor Michael, uh, we did not talk about the setbacks the pro-life movement faced in this year. Yeah, it's, I know that, I mean, there have been different times that we've talked about um, abolitionism and um, some Especially of the Especially before Dobbs and in the lead Yeah, up some of the pro-life movement it. and uh, different things like that. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's notable uh, for sure, but I, you know, I don't know, I don't know if 
you would place this in the top theological uh, thing, although it's a major topic, right? I mean, it is a major topic uh, because of of that. But I wonder if is uh, the the theological topic is not, hey, how do we convince people? How do we, you know, persuade? Um, it, or it doesn't seem that as much as what is the role and place of Christians in the political process? Mm. I feel like that's the question at hand, uh, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll come to that because Christian nationalism is one of the top stories from last year. Obviously, yes. uh, especially for Colin Hansen and TGC, number eight, no surprise. Uh, Timothy Keller dies. Yep. Um, yeah, and that was I mean it was notable, and we I mean we did an episode um, about Tim Keller uh, and uh, talked about him a bit, and uh, so. And what's again? I think maybe what's more interesting is how uh, Hanson, who obvious, who wrote his biography, looks up to him, frames it. Without Tim Keller, evangelicals lack an obvious successor who can speak with breadth of experience and depth of insight on decline and renewal in the American church. We're left wondering what else he might have written about the Western obsession with identity, with his unique combination of biblical exegesis and cultural acknowledges. And so uh, I think it's it is interesting that TGC thinks the theological story is not just that a a man with a very important legacy, which we again, we talked about thanking God for uh, died, but that there is a leadership vacuum that mm. somebody gets to fill now. Yeah. And it's no and, and, and not an obvious one is we what don't you know know they say. We don't know who it's going to be. Yeah. That is really fascinating. Um, and again, I think the it, it just keeps pointing out these conversations will be contentious because people perceive these things as up for grabs, right? All right. Number, again, a very f- interestingly fat, uh, uh, framed one. Fears of Christian nationalism focus on new speaker. Two years after the term Christian nationalism emerged in the aftermath of the U.S. Capitol attacks, definitions remain elusive and then uh mike johnson is that true did that did that did that term really just come about after uh um after january 6th is that what happened yeah i I feel like that was a term that was around and in the air long before uh the first time we emit uh interviewed stephen wolf on two kingdoms theology years before that said he said i'm writing a book on christian nationals yeah so i mean it's been around it's just not maybe i'm even listening to what he's had so far right it's actually more so focused not on theological stories but on hey what do kind of you know like mainstream media sources think about some of these things right, right? like that doesn't it seem that way a little bit yeah um, that and- that's how it's you know focused hey what uh what it's it's almost more political, right? Like, hey, what are these political stories that have a theological bent to them? Right, right. Obviously, I would say what a culture Keller, warrior, by the way. Yes. What a Ooh, what, what a culture warrior. Call don't excuse answer. this poor guy. That I would say <laughs> this Saddleback story is a direct yes. right inside evangelicalism. Yep. Pastor Tim Keller dying, a direct theological story. But again, right, this idea, yeah. Uh, the only question of whether influence will come from Christianity or another religion or secularism is variant. It's right. So there you go. All right. This next one, I don't even know what to say. High profile conversions suggest disenchantment with secularism. 
I do think there's probably a disenchantment with sexual uh, secularism, but I'm about to read three names of people that I've never heard. And they could have been strangers that I, that I live next door, like that I've met in a coffee shop. I am Hershey Ali, Catherine, Don Drakenberg and Molly Worthen came to Christianity from divergent backgrounds. Do you know who any of those people are? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the last one. Oh, okay. Uh, great. You know, uh, I am Hersey even... Ali has been a, a you know kind of well known prominent um, speaker against Islam. You know, coming out of Islam, uh, if I remember correctly, I may be mixing her up with somebody else, uh, but I believe so. Anyway, it was kind of involved in you know maybe like more like the it as this is maybe just my my perception, which I don't even know what liquid death is. So you know, don't don't trust don't... everything that I think. Uh, I don't about know what what's going on in the culture. these people are. So. Right. But uh, like uh, she was, I, I think of her more involved in kind of the intellectual dark web, um, those types of circles. Um, so that is interesting to me. I didn't know actually that she, she converted. Um, Kat Von D is pretty recent, somewhat recent, uh, but she was well known for, I, and I only know this because I just started to listen just to the beginning of a podcast that she was on hmm. um, with uh, just with a, a comedian because I had heard that this is a woman who's a high profile conversion recently. Uh, but I just started to listen and apparently she was like a well-known tattoo artist was on um, LA Inc. I think, uh, or like those like tattoo reality shows and was known for that and kind of deeply involved in some, in some pretty dark stuff um, around that and has recently converted to Christianity huh. seemingly and not like a, you know, big flashy way even necessarily but just in a kind of a regular smaller church kind of a setting yeah i mean our podcast reported on this not when these apparently fairly respected people did this back early on in this podcast we did it when kanye west of course uh <laughs> back when that who, was who boy has that one not gone as it not age <laughs> not gone as it could have gone uh, so, <laughs> number five de-churching trends <laughs> defies expectations not until this year did we fully comprehend the scale of departures from the church in the last 25 to 30 years? Right. So again, the, we've talked about, again, this is again, a, a theological story of the people yep. is uh, the, is the huge amount of people leaving this yeah. next one. We've talked about in this 12 days, Gen Z shows signs of spiritual revival. What does he point to? I'd be interested to know what he points to. Reading the surveys of America's second youngest generation uh, will worry anyone that this cohort's widespread suffering from mental illness, confusion over gender and sexuality. Of course, optimism about the use couldn't have been running high for many in the 1960s either. But now we're looking back and celebrating the Jesus Re Revolution. Well, advertising that movie isn't really an argument that Gen Z's, uh, that we're all going to make it as a good... <laughs> Uh, um, hey kids remember the yeah. 70s like what <laughs> that movie you loved uh <laughs> that movie that some of your parents loved right like some of, exactly. like, yes. you i'm not saying it. i i didn't see it i'm not critiquing the movie. i'm just saying i'm probably not a lot of gen z are watching that movie did the average tgc reader see it maybe maybe, maybe. all right theological assessment of this year's asbury awakening found many encouraging signs of enthusiastic worship and genuine revival. Perhaps the Lord is singing a soft and sweet song. I I'm clicking on this. Oh. I don't know. Oh, what is it? Generation that has faced so much 
Oh, uh, what is the link? Uh, it's man, it's just a link to all you want to do is worship. A student reflects on eight months after Asbury. Now, these are not the things we point to no. as and reasons. That's, by the way, those are not the signs. <laughs> <laughs> those are not the signs at all. I'm really... I'm, I'm actually home. shocked that he jumps from those things to look Gen Z. It's really happening, but it's so interesting that 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 um, that revivalism is still yeah. so much there, even though you've seen over and over that actually that doesn't necessarily have lasting effects unless it's real, right? You're but but usually when it's real, it takes a totally different form. So, for instance, Jesus Revolution, the Jesus People Movement. I think was a true revival of God's spirit. And one of the reasons I believe that is because I'm, I still meet people to this day who are parts of churches and networks of churches and denominations or that have all stemmed from ultimately people who were saved during that move of God's spirit, mm -hmm. right? Like that, that is a lasting testament to what God is doing. Uh, that's not the case with these little revivals here and there that people talk about. It's finally happening. You know, like the, the, the typical, you know, uh, charismatic Pentecostal type revivals that are always happening. You yes. can go on YouTube right now and you will find a live stream of a revival taking place, uh, but it won't spur that same kind of actual building of the church. If, if you're talking about, revival as more worship nights that last a long time you're just talking about college students <laughs> we, yeah exactly right? like that's what you're talking about and like college students if you just came back from a winter conference where that happened good for you that, that <laughs> happened for all of us too <laughs> we've all been a part of it <laughs> like, yeah the, the signs of revival in gen z are not the release of the jesus revolution film last year and a worship <laughs> night so uh, and again college students staying up past their bedtime it's it's, it's a revival and i'm glad that, like <laughs> right, it's like i'm glad that i did that it was like there were positive <laughs> things for me but like the the like ground shaking thing that i just talked about wanting to happen in the last thing has nothing like is not related to these things. yeah no the sign that gen z by the way there's possibility of revival is that there's many people that are waking up to the depravity that they're living in and to their sin and they're seeking some form of repentance that's actually a good a good sign and are going wait you'll tell me those things i'll show yes. up right uh may their tribe increase all right activists seek to change theology of sexuality from within christian communities andy stanley didn't shock anyone um in the know when he began to suggest evangelicals should be open to blessing or accepting same-sex marriages nor did pope francis uh we talked about that mentions the anglican communion um history has shown when you combine pragmatism with evangelism you end up with theological liberalism wise seminary and college students are flocking to classes on christian anthropology that review beauty of god's design and the male and female and perhaps the lesson from history tgc should learn is the moderates who say we should all play nice along the way are the people who empowered the the rise of liberalism in every institution and all these things. Just a free piece of 2024 advice uh, along along the way. So, uh, all right. Uh, number two, chat GBT thrills and fright 